And it was a big one. Welcome on in Sports Radio 94 WIP, a post-postseason special Philly show tonight as we look forward to what is a critical offseason for this franchise coming off a world championship. A lot to do. We appreciate James Seltzer, Jack Fritz in the last hour of the High Hopes Hour. Dan Wilson in for Tucker behind the glass tonight. You guys with us, 215-592-9494. One hour from now, we'll talk to Ruben tomorrow on this offseason to come shortstop market, how he'd rank the top guys available, all coming up. And we'll have John Heyman, our Odyssey MLB insider, on at 9 p.m. tonight to give us what he's hearing out at the GM meetings, which are happening now. Like, this is all starting right now with this offseason. But I want to start our conversation with something we touched on with the High Hopes guys just a few minutes ago, and that's Reese Hoskins. You heard the call there, a great call by Scott Fransky. I was there game three against the Braves, the bat spike by Reese Hoskins in, in the biggest home run and that probably the most uh, emotional home run he ever hit. And there's no question that Reese Hoskins has had a nice career with the Phillies. I mean, Reese Hoskins now is up to 148 career home runs. Reese Hoskins has a 125 adjusted OPS. He's been 25% above average as an offensive player since arriving here with that brilliant run he had at the end of the 2017 season. And generally, Reese Hoskins has been a good Philly, and he's had a nice run. And I appreciate the power Reese Hoskins brings, and I appreciate the eye at the plate Reese Hoskins has, and I think Reese Hoskins, in another situation, on a different team, he might be a a player I like a lot. On this situation, in this situation, on this team, he's a player I'm ready to move on from. And as we kind of think about what happened over the last month, appreciate the good, think about the bad, and really the goal. I mean, this is my goal, and it's always been my goal. When When I talk about any team, here on WIP, my, my goal is always how does the team get better? It's always what, what I'm, I'm coming – that's my perspective on things. All right, that, that is what it is. How do they get better? And that's why I, I was not a fan of the last full-time quarterback of the Eagles. I didn't I think he was making them worse, not better. And it's why – and I don't mean to say Hoskins in the same context to him. I don't, I don't feel that way. But when I look at the Phillies and I think about how they can get better, how they can go from where they are, which is a good team – you know, a team that I think learned how to win over the past two months, past month and a half, to actually becoming a champion because they got there. They had a great run, but now it's time to go make a team that can win a championship. And I look at Reese Hoskins, and I, and for a lot of reasons, I think it's time to move on from Reese Hoskins, and I would trade him. I would trade Reese Hoskins this offseason, and I think there's a lot of ways you could go because for as many people here that defend him, you know, there are teams out there who probably would appreciate what he does bring to the lineup. The guy had 30 home runs this year. The guy walked 72 times. If you go and look through baseball, I guarantee you there's not many players that added that had that combination. 30 walks, 30 home runs, 72 walks. If there's 20 players that did both of those things, I'd be surprised. So he's he has a, a skill set that is appreciated by almost every GM, almost every one. And in the right situation where, let's say, a full-time designated hitter spot was available, I think Reese Hoskins in a different spot on a different team could be looked at more favorably than where we are with the Phillies because he has to play first base here. And for right now, he's tasked with batting second, which I believe is a place he's miscast and a place his streakiness comes into play way too much. And his defense is poor. I I can't, I can't do it. I mean, I I can't watch it for another year and I can't pretend like for as many people who want to rip Rob Thompson for what happened in game six. And I was on, Dan was producing on with TK after game six, um, or the final final out of the season. We had a lot of frustration, fr- frustrated fans at Rob Thompson. And not that he was getting all the blame, but frustration was being levied at Rob Thompson for the decision to pull out Zach Wheeler in that game. And obviously Alvarado came in and, and Alvarez did the home run. 
I mean, just as damaging was the game before was Reese Hoskins. I would I would argue more damaging than one decision by the manager. In game five, Reese Hoskins played the worst game I've ever seen a position player play in the World Series. I'm 36 years old. I've been watching the, the, the World Series since I was six. I've seen a lot of these. And, I mean, if you find me a player that struck out four times, left that many guys on base, and made a back-breaking error in a one-run game, please tell me who it was. Because I think that was the worst World Series game I've ever watched a position player play. It was horrendous. And we know who Reese Hoskins is. His highs are as high as anybody. And and Jack said it last hour, and he's right. If not for Reese, they probably don't beat the Padres. I mean, he had a great series against the Padres. That was his hot streak of the playoffs. Including those home runs he hit in Game 4, I think they almost got lost to history here because of what Bryce did in Game 5. Like, they were down 4 nothing in Game 4 in the top of the first inning when Falter got beat up. And, you know, all of a sudden, he hits that home run bottom of the first, and away, and away they go. So, so there's been good. He's had a good career here. But as I think about the 2023 Phillies, how they go, go, become a better team and try to get back and win a world championship, and then the future of the Phillies, I just don't know how the Hoskins thing, we could continue this. He's a free agent after next season. Are they really re-signing this guy? Are they really moving? going to keep Reese Hoskins long-term with a team that has Schwarber, a team that has Harper, a team that has Castellanos? I mean, they got DHs all over the place. And we don't even know yet if Alec Bohm is going to continue to get better. Is he going to be the same guy at third base? Will he eventually have to go to first? We don't know yet. So he's trending more towards staying at third, but we don't know. So I don't believe Reese is here long-term anyway. I, I, I'd be surprised after all the contracts they've given out to sluggers who might have to age into the DH spot. That That's a reality. Or one or more might have to move to first base. Like, the idea of, of Bryce Harper as a first baseman one day should not be insane to anybody. You know, as he gets into his 30s, especially he might have to have surgery on his elbow, like, that could happen one day. So the first base position could be needed for these other sluggers that have that, that are you know questionable defenders or injuries or whatever. So I don't believe, regardless of where this conversation goes tonight, if you want Reese back or not for next year, I don't believe he's here long term. I really believe it's either we're keeping him around for 2023 and then probably say goodbye, or he's out now. And I do think they could find something for Reese Hoskins, whether a you know a top end relief pitcher that maybe is on a team that has really good arms but can't find bats. The Cleveland Guardians stand out to me in that realm. I even think there's a shortstop at Chicago, Tim Anderson, that the White Sox, one of the beat writers said, they might trade him this offseason. He's got one year left on his deal. If they're looking to kind of reconfigure their team, Tim Anderson is going to cost about $200 million less for the next two seasons than Trey Turner. I mean, or over a contract, than Trey Turner or Bogarts or Correa. Like Tim Anderson, if you can get him in a deal, you might have to give something else for Reese Hoskins. I would do that and then go sign an Anthony Rizzo to play first base. I am ready. It has been six years, six seasons, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22 of Reese Hoskins. I am ready to move on. This postseason added to that for me where he had his moments. He had his good. He had his bad. But I can't get out of my mind what happened there in game five. And I just think at the end of the day, with him and with his deficiencies, it hurts them. It hurts them. Does his power help? Yeah. You can find power, though, and you can find a better first base than the Reese Hoskins. I am ready to move on. 215-592-9494. As we have our offseason show tonight, and kind of look forward here, we'll talk about the shortstop market. Ruben Amaro will join us. We'll have John Heyman from the GM meetings on what he's hearing, what the Phillies might do. A lot to talk about tonight. But let's just start here because I think the biggest decision the Phillies have to make this offseason is, do they want Reese Hoskins back? 
you know, I think we can all sit here and say, well, I'd rather get rid of Castellanos. I would too. Castellanos stinks. But there, no one's taking that contract. Reese, I actually think they could make a trade tomorrow if they actually want to shop Reese Hoskins. It's about what his value is, what they accept back. But teams would take him. He's not expensive. He has 30 home run power. He, he would have suitors. This is on the Phillies. Do they want Reese Hoskins back? I don't. I'm ready to move on. Dan, where are you as we uh, we enter a critical offseason for the Phillies and the Reese Hoskins questions just seem to grow louder by the year? Yeah, I've been listening to you and James and Jack talk about this and obviously a lot of offseason discussions regarding Reese Hoskins. I think I most I align largely with you. I probably align most with James of the three of you is that if Reese Hoskins comes back and is the starting first baseman for this team in 2023 on opening day, like I'm not going to go nuts about it. Like he's a He's a solid option there, but I think you're not doing enough to help this ball club. Dave Zembrowski's not doing enough to help this team if you don't explore options. This is a guy who has one year left on his contract. He's obviously arbitration eligible. He made, what, $7.5 million, something like that, last year. Uh, eligible to make more than that. But he is a guy who, if you're not looking to move off of him, I, I think you got to take the good with the bad with him, and I don't think the good necessarily always outweighs the bad. We obviously know he's incredibly streaky. He's probably, all in all, a middle-of-the-pack first baseman. His OPS wasn't even 800 this season. I don't think he's a two-hole hitter. I would like to see him lower in the lineup. And his defense is just really, really hard to get over that. In Throughout the playoffs, as good as he was hitting the NLDS and the NLCS, that defense is going to be that lasting impression we all have of him. And I kind of... Kind of reminds me. Remember in Moneyball when Peter Brand and uh, Billy Bean first meet each other, yeah, and they're talking about how the Red Sox just signed Johnny Damon. And everyone's like, "Oh, you can't let that guy go." Although Reese Hoskins obviously is a very different skill set, he does not have a great glove. He does work walks at the plate. That's kind of what reminds me of it. It's like Reese Hoskins. Yeah, he works good at bats. He's a solid first baseman, but is he worth making him the long term first baseman of the Philadelphia Phillies, a team who now has World Series aspirations? No, like I, I don't think he is. I don't think he's as good as his highs suggest. I think all in all, he's very middle of the pack, very pedestrian, and you should try and move off of him because, frankly, with all of the defensive issues this team has and all of the needs this team has, whether it's relievers, starters, more consistent offense, that's a trade piece that Dave Dombrowski absolutely has to explore. Yeah, and they don't have many trade pieces, right? They don't want to trade away their young pitchers who they like in the minor leagues. No one's taking Castellanos. Like, you're not looking to move Stott or Bohm. Like, like who else are you going to move? Right. If, if they're looking to, to use something to reconfigure this thing, it's Reese, and you know, Dan brought up something there about his numbers, and and I I think we look think of him as inconsistent, but yet it ends up in the same place every year. But here's the reality: his glove is not good. It's never been good. It's not going to become good overnight. And his offense actually is going the wrong way. I know he had 30 home runs this year, but that's because he he stayed healthy and he played 156 games. If you look at his, let's just go to his slugging percentage. Okay, that's gonna it went to 462, second low of his, of his six year career. Also, his on-base percentage in the last three years has gone from 384 to 334 to 332. I mean, the one thing that he stays steady with, he's about a 240 hitter. He's been that for you know basically his whole career. But he's getting on base less, and he and his slugging percentage is dropping. I mean, if Reese Hoskins declines at all offensively, and we know what he is defensively, this is not going to be pretty. It's barely worth it. It's it, not. It's already not worth it, yeah. to be honest. It, yeah. it will not be worth it for a team that has World Series aspirations. 215-592-9494. It's how you get in. We, we start this debate tonight very simply. Do you want Reese Hoskins back next year? Y- yes or no? I don't. And, you know, I, I, I what Dan said and what James said last hour, I, I think it's a fair way to characterize it. Like, I'm not going to stand there and pick it outside of opening day if Hoskins is back. I, I've come to accept he's, he's a part of this team and he's generally been a good Philly. 
But if they want to win the World Series next year and they want to be better, I think it's time to reconfigure the defense, get less streaky, and get better at first base or, or make the team better. Like the whole thing has to be, how do we get better? And they could throw money at problems or they could get creative. Trade Reese. Maybe get a, a pitcher back for him and it, it helps your, your your pitching staff for next year in the postseason. And 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 they could find someone to go play first base. Like, like they can move someone over there or they could go sign an Anthony Rizzo who's a better player. That's where I'm at. Curious where everyone is tonight. 215-592-9494. Do you want Reese Hoskins back? He's one of the longest tenure players in this team. We know he has his fans. We know he has his detractors. I, I just I look at him as a player that is replaceable and a player that I think it's hard to win a championship with. Now I, I know they were two games away. We we all know where they were. I just think his defense and 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 streakiness, it's a killer at times. Let's go to the lines. Lou is up on WIP. Hey Lou. Lou, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? Got you, Lou. Yes. What's up? Yeah. Sorry. Sorry about that. Um, I'm still devastated from the loss, man. I'm not going to lie. We, I thought we had it. I thought we had lightning in a bottle. I wanted it for this team so bad. And a guy like Reese Hoskins, too. And the, the one thing, before I get to whether we keep him or not, I don't understand why Thompson didn't want to deviate the lineup because he didn't want to hit the panic button. But then we get in after they got no hit, game five, putting the defense in in the first inning, and then you get the hit, and then pulling Wheeler. So, I just think we, we had it, and that makes it even harder to get over. Yeah, so, Lou, and I, Lou, before you go on, I agree and, with you about the lineup thing. It, it was it was frustrating to watch because th- there was no reason at that point to stick with the Castellanos in the five hole was just he, uh, he was just I mean the guy didn't have a, a ball he drove for the last two months of the season. I mean that you can't have that guy behind Harper. Yeah, and and that gets to to Hoskins, and and the reason why I would move off of Hoskins is because of Castellanos, because Castellanos is here, his defense is poor, You, I, I mean, he's he's terrible in left field, and now you have a, a, a right field, you have a bad right fielder unless unless Bryce comes back. Um, Schwarber's okay in left field. Uh, Bohm's got better, but the point is, when you have too many um, opportunities to give outs to the other team, it just can snowball, and it's unfortunate for Hoskins, because Again, I still don't get it why they signed Castellanos because he had a big bat and he had 30 home runs and was hitting 300, so it made sense at the time. But if you remember, it, it, when they signed him, Dombrowski was like, oh, yeah, I just kind of walked into Middleton and said, he's still out there. Should we go get him? And they did, and now it's unfortunate for Hoskins because if, if Castellanos wasn't on the team, I would keep Hoskins. I think he's a slightly above-average player. But just right now, if you get a shortstop and he's a really high defensive player, Maybe, but I, I'm not going to be. I'm not going to be crying like Dan said. I'm not going to like you know say the season's over if Hoskins is back. But I'm I'm with you. I'd probably trade him because he does have value for a lot of teams that need a DH. Thirty home runs, gets a lot of walks, sees more balls than anyone over the last six years. And now all teams need to say is, hey, just get us into the playoffs. If this guy gets hot, then maybe we have a shot. Just because you have twelve teams getting into the playoffs, uh, six for each division. Right. So, I think there's an opportunity to move them. Yeah, Lou, I'm with you, buddy. And and let me give you an example of a tr- the kind of trade I think they can make. I, Reese right now, I think there's something similar to when the Phillies, after 2018, moves on from Carlos Santana. Carlos Santana was not a perfect player. Now, he's a better defensive player, but I mean offensively. Kind of streaky. He sees a lot of pitches, walks. 
the Mariners took Santana. Santana's still floating around. He's actually back with the Mariners now. And the, the Phillies also added J.P. Crawford to the deal. But they got back Gene Segura, like a guy that they just thought Santana would fit their team better. And the, and the trade like, – sometimes you could trade a guy that, like, you don't hate – for a guy you just fits your team better. I think that's there's a trade out there that's the equivalent of that they could find another Segura. And maybe that guy could play shortstop. Maybe it's Tim Anderson. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think there's a trade out there where someone says we could use Reese. Like five years ago, a team said we could use Carlos Santana. Like, I don't think they'd get back a bag of balls, Dan. I think they could get something worthwhile back. It's just the right fit. Is it a relief pitcher? Is it a, a you know a fourth starter? Is it a shortstop? Like they'd get something for Reese. Well, that's just it. It's like Usually, I'm the guy who I would take the offense and I don't want to say ignore the defense, but make it a little bit more second nature. Like, you can usually move guys around, make it fit. We've seen highly successful teams like the Dodgers do it for years, whether it's platooning guys or not having a consistent lineup as they used to do it a little bit more, I'll say, in the old school. But when your team is as bad defensively as the Phillies is, we saw it this season where... You know, Harper obviously cannot play the field, so you're stuck with Castellanos in right every day, Schwarber in left every day. You have Bohm, who improved massively at third base, and Hoskins at first base, and you have DHs all over the field. Like, Reese Hoskins would be better served on a major league roster that doesn't have those defensive deficiencies. And again, if he was a lot better at the plate, yeah, you'd find a way to make it work, but I don't think he's good enough to make it justifiable to keep him around. Go get a guy who's a more complete, well-rounded player. And frankly, they have holes on this roster, especially on the pitching side, that need to be addressed. And Reese Hoskins could be a nice piece to go and achieve that. Yeah, I, I, that, and that's why I think it's time to look to move him. Jerry is up on WIP. Hey, Jerry. Hi. Uh, I want to get into Reese Hoskins. I agree with almost 99% of, of what you're saying about Reese. But first, I want to talk about how I'm still not over this. Because... You look at teams like the 2006 Cardinals. They came in with 83 wins, got hot. They won the World Series. The 2011 Cardinals somehow won it. We were up. I was actually at game five. We had a chance to win this series, and that's what bothers me. It's not like the 2001 Sixers where you really didn't have a chance. That's the frustrating part. Other cities, they somehow find a way that we didn't. That's still that's still like bothering. Yeah, Jerry, it's going to sting for a while. And you're right. Um, they did have a chance. And I'm glad you brought up Game 5 because as, as much as Game 6 was the finality and we could debate Thompson and, and taking out Wheeler, I Jerry, I thought I game. thought the series ended in Game 5. Like that's, I agree. That we was the game them. they needed to win. They could. And now talking about Hoskins. So I agree with you. I, I think you got to move on from Hoskins. I think I hate to use this. You know, this guy is not necessarily is like a winning player, but – I feel like with you got to figure out what's going to go with what's going to happen with Harper. If Harper eventually can play the field, you then have you can then utilize first base as sort of like a platoon position and get better in other positions. Like I think you move on, maybe Schwarber can play first. And one thing I didn't understand was so he took out Bone for defensive reasons and put in Sosa. There was a, there was a two times where Hoskins got the last out and they were up in the game. Why didn't you take Hoskins out for defensive purposes on first place, first base? Well, yeah, I mean, the, the, the hard part with that is, Jerry, I, I wish they did. Is I don't think like, I don't who who goes in, like who goes to I, first. Well, that's that's the other thing. I don't know. They, they need to get ver- more versatile. I yeah. Mean, maybe, maybe you put Hall. I mean, I mean well, he wasn't on the I roster, mean, but but Jerry, in general, I agree with him, and I, I I felt that too. But they didn't really have anyone to put in. I appreciate the phone call. Um, quickly here, and it is what to watch for, sponsored by Xfinity. Xfinity, the fast internet in Philadelphia, and the sponsor of Xfinity Lounge. Uh, so our last caller there, Jerry, mentioned what happens with Harper. We do have an update here, actually, a Bryce Harper update. 
So Dave Dabrowski, speaking out at the general manager's meetings, had this to say. He told reporters that the options are still wide open and that the treatment could be anything from no surgery to Tommy John surgery and everything in between. This was Dabrowski today, and they're going to reevaluate the torn UCL in his elbow on Monday. So Bryce Harper will be reevaluated on Monday to see how much healing, if any, has taken place in his elbow since the last time they checked. And according to Dabrowski, options are wide open. Treatment could be anything from surgery, from no surgery, to Tommy John and everything in between. So I think as, as early as next week, we should have some clarity on what the you know the procedure is going to be, on what the, the, the process is going to be for Harper's elbow. Does he need surgery? And is it the Tommy John variety? So I, I know uh, Otani for the Angels a few years ago had Tommy John on like October 1st, and he was hitting in May as a DH. So that meant that he knocked, he lost the first month of the season. But again, this we're a month later. It's November. So if he needs Tommy John, I think there's a real chance we don't see Bryce Harper play in the lineup until June. I mean, that that's significant. So Monday is the next evaluation period for the Phillies looking at at, at Bryce Harper's elbow. That's a big deal, and I think it's gonna it's certainly going to play a role in, in how they approach everything this offseason. But with the Reese Hoskins discussion, we, we know what he is. Like, I, I doubt next year he's going to go out and surprise us. Like, after you watch a player for six years, you know what he is. Reese Hoskins is not going to become a, a great defensive player. Never. He said six years to improve. He's the same guy as he was when he first started playing at first base. And offensively, I think we've – now, could he do his normal thing for the next two or three years? Probably. He's not old. But I don't think he's going to improve. But this is what he is. He's a 240 hitter, streaky, 25-30 home runs, a good amount of walks, good amount of strikeouts. When he's hot, everyone loves him. When he's not, you think he's useless. I just think it's time to move on from Reese Hoskins, get better defensively, reconfigure the team. And I think they could get something for Reese, whether it be an infield like a shortstop or – a relief pitcher, a good one to throw in the bullpen. They have a lot of bullpen holes moving forward. I think there's a, a better opportunity to make a better team for 2023 without Reese Hoskins than with them. And I'm not worried about this whole thing of like, oh, well, you know, what about the power they're losing? They could find power. I mean, Castellanos should hit more than 12 home runs next year. Okay, if they if they sign or acquire a shortstop that has pop, like there's way more home runs. Just like the, the jump from Segura in the middle of the field to Correa or Turner or, or Bogarts, you know, that could be 20 home runs. So they'll get more power from those spots next year. I think they have enough to mitigate the loss of Hoskins' power. 215-592-9494. That is how you hop in. A lot to talk about tonight on a post-postseason show here on the evening show. We start with the Reese Hoskins discussion. Do you want to back? Yes or no? I don't. We'll discuss it on Sports Radio 94 WIP. And football season is underway, so now is the perfect time to download FanDuel in partnership with Valley Forest Casino, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's free bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Sign up, promo code Gilio. Look, FanDuel is all your favorite bets. Money line, point spreads, player props. And with live betting, You'll get updated odds on games that have already started. All on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. I love the FanDuel app. FanDuel Sportsbook is the official partner of 94WIP. So sign up today. Promo code GILIO for your no-sweat first. But that's promo code G-I-G-L-I-O. Make every moment more this season with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL.